You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Come on, let's give God a praise for our subject. Do you know? I'm telling you, there's a word in the house this morning. I've been excited since he dropped it in my spirit. Can I be honest with y'all? I woke up this morning around 5 o'clock. Couldn't even go back to sleep. His word just enlightening me, encouraging me. And see, it's good to have somebody to preach to you like that who eats their own cooking. A lot of preachers cook, but they don't eat what they serve. I am a product of what God gives me for his people because I am first partaker. We're going to talk about do you know. We're going to find out if you know. We're going to find out what you know. Now, when we know better, it should lead to us doing better. I just want that to sink. Whenever you can say, I know better, it should lead to you doing better. You may not be on the same level as another person is. But once you come into the knowledge of better, I should be able to look at your life and see that you're doing better. Come on. See, when I got saved years ago in 1996, people around me could immediately start to tell that that boy is doing better. He's doing better. There's no way you're going to get in God, get in Him right. Come on, somebody. And your life not change for the better. Come on. And the longer you walk with Him, come on, somebody, help me preach it. The longer you stay with Him, you ain't going to just be doing better in one or two areas of your life. You're going to start living the vision of this church. You're going to start being productive in every aspect of your life, and you're going to get addicted to living like that. Yeah, I said you're going to get addicted to being productive in every aspect of your life. And I'm addicted to doing good. I'm addicted to living good. I'm addicted to eating good. I'm addicted to driving good. I'm addicted to living good. I'm addicted to dressing good. Some of you ain't moving. You must not be addicted yet. I got tired of just being happy about doing good in two or three areas, but I still got eight that's jacked up. No, 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 no. No. Let me say that again. When we know better, when we know better, it should lead to us 
doing better. When you come to church and you start getting knowledge of how to do better, what you're learning, what you're receiving at the church house should affect your house. Yeah, I said it should affect your house. It should affect where you stay. But if you know better, but you don't do better, it doesn't take away the knowing. I want somebody here that doesn't take away the knowing. You have knowledge. You're not using it. But you can't say you don't know. Because you are in possession of what could change your life. But you are not living by what you know. And I'm going to tell y'all the truth this morning. The church is filled with people who come to church, get knowledge and understanding, but they don't live by what they get. They don't live by it. Are y'all hear me? And your life is not going to change, not for the better, until you start living by what you know. Amen? Again, I want to give you two meanings of no. I want to give you two meanings of no. I want to talk to you about there being two levels of knowing or to know. I want to talk to us. I want to give you two meanings of no. I want to talk to you about there being two levels of knowing. Number one, when a person knows, it says that he or she has knowledge of. To know is to have knowledge of or to be made aware of. To know, to have knowledge of. To know, to be made aware of. And see, isn't it, isn't it good how we come in the church not knowing, but God being determined to make sure that we know. Come on. He wants you to know the things you need to know. That's when the Holy Spirit, when he came, according to John 16 and 13, he didn't come just to lead us into church truth. A truth about the church only. No. When he, the spirit of truth, has come, you better listen to me, he will guide you into all truth. Holy Spirit showed up to give us truth about everything. Or to cause us to know what we did not know. Pastor Carker, how did your life change so drastically? God started feeding me. Knowledge and understanding. Do y'all hear me? Again, this back in 1996, he started feeding me knowledge and understanding. And I wasn't like some that was around me at that time who was not taking advantage of what was being put on the table. 
No, I started eating. I said, I started eating. I found out when I started eating, I started growing. Come on. See, if we were hungry for the spiritual, the way we are hungry for the natural, you would be growing. Come on. Because it's obvious when you look at some people that they are not refusing what's being put on the table from a natural standpoint. Yet if we could see in the spiritual, they are malnourished because they are refusing what God himself is putting on the table. Y'all know I'm right about it. When it comes to natural food, some of us don't push the plate away. Come on, we're always sliding it close. Come on, this is the truth as to why some folk life is not getting better. Because when it comes to spiritual things, some of us are guilty of not wanting that. Not liking that. Woo! Don't want to hear that. But God, no, that's what you need to hear so that this situation can get better. He knows it's not what you want to hear. That's when he got to have a bona fide pastor that will preach even when you don't want to. Whoa! Whether Jeremiah the prophet that God said, do not look at their faces. He had to warn a prophet, when you preach to my people, when you prophesy to them, do not look at their their faces. Because if you get caught up, Jeremiah, if you focus on their face, it's going to say to you, we don't want what you're serving. Come on. And that's the reason I don't focus on some of y'all. When I get to saying certain stuff. Because I know your face is going to let me know. I ain't eating that. Where my mama's at? Ever had to feed some folk that wasn't, wasn't hungry in, in the first place. And you just kept preparing only for them. Well, I, I ain't got a taste for that. But how many know when you get hungry? I said, when you get hungry, it ain't about what you have a taste for. It's about put something before me before I fall out. Put something before me before I faint. Y'all know how it is when it comes time to fasting. Some of you can't go a day without food. Get the balance hard in your body, in your mind. Notice this. Number one meaning to know, again, to have knowledge of, to be made aware of. But I also want us to consider to know as to live by or live based upon one's knowing. In other words, when we get knowledge... It has to become our lifestyle to live by it. Come on. I said it has to become a lifestyle. Not a Sunday only thing. 
But I live by the knowledge God gives me on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's a lifestyle. Pastor, what do you mean a lifestyle? The knowing that I possess, I think according to that knowing. I talk according to that knowing. Proverbs 18, 21. For death. Come on, what my Bible readers? For death and life are in the power of the what? Tongue. And those who love it or use it will eat the fruit thereof. I know you're going through something, but how you talking? Are you talking based upon what you know? Or are you talking based upon what you see? Don't you know your pockets can be empty and God know you got your hand in it and you don't feel anything in your pocket or when you look in your pocket book. But God don't want you talking based upon what ain't in that pocket book. He wants you to start talking based upon what he's about to drop in. See, that's why some of us ain't getting happy because, see, when it come to talking based upon what you know, guess what? You don't know. Not that you're not in possession of knowledge. You're not living by it. Y'all better hang in there. When we go to make choices, how we choose, should be based upon the knowing we possess. But when you don't know, your choices are pretty much made when you get in self or the flesh. It's quiet in the house. Now, if you go to a good church, which we go to a good church. <laughs> I'm going to back up and say it again. If you go to a good church, which we do, then we're getting Bible. We're getting Scripture. Y'all don't come here and get a whole lot of jokes, God. You can't live off of jokes. You don't get no carnality because the carnal mind produces death. You get something to live by. Come on. I'm finna drop one on you. That's the reason when you've been here for a while, I expect you to know how to handle trouble. I expect you to know how to deal with trouble. Pastor, why are you expecting that of a well when you've been here a while, I know how I've been feeding you. Don't expect you to be weak because of what you're going through, and God been giving you that which produces strength. Can I just be honest? But when we are in possession of knowledge, when yes, we know. But if we're not living based upon our knowing, listen to me carefully, good is not 
a guarantee for you. Now, I want you to think about how many people quote this scripture, but don't live according to this scripture. We've been guilty. Come on, say, we've been guilty. Dealing with a setback, but a knowing of good is nowhere in your spirit. See, that means you can quote it, but you are not living what you can quote. Come on. How many know folk, they go to church, they quote Bible. But if they would only live by what they quote, they wouldn't be crying every time stuff don't go the way they want it to go or they think it it should go. It's quiet this morning. I said it's quiet this morning. Because some of us, you know when it's quiet? Because some of us are guilty. You're guilty of, yes, going through a lot. But you're also guilty of having pity parties. You're guilty of, of feeling sorry for yourself. Every time I turn around, I'm going through something. That ain't true. That ain't true no matter how much we say it. It ain't true. Every time we turn around, things ain't going bad. Break it down for them, Pastor. None of us have had a Job experience. Why do we want to pretend that we can relate to Job's story when most of us have had that type of trouble hit us like that? Come on. Preachers often talk about when, when everything that can go wrong goes wrong. But how many have ever been now? Just tell God you done been there so he can't put you there. Seems like everything that can go wrong is just going wrong. How in all your bills caught up? How in you still have money in your checking and your savings? And you got a good retirement. And you sitting there talking about, when it rained, it, 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 it ain't pouring in your life. Stop lying. And some of us be going through a little something and we confessing that it's a whole lot. See, I'm messy. This word is messing with some folk. It, it, some of you look at me like, Pastor, you taking away my testimony. I've been through a whole lot. You ever heard somebody say, I've been through a whole lot. You just said, what? Like what? Like what? Well, I don't know if you, I don't know if I told you. So you acting like coming at me like that. Did I tell you they fired me? See, you didn't know I got fired. And then you'll come back to be to some folk by the time they fire you. You never got to work on time. You never took the job seriously. Come on, somebody. Sometimes the trouble we do is experience. Some of y'all ain't going to like it. It is a reaping of what we have sown. Some of you, I'm going to preach it even if you get mad today. Some of you hadn't even got to your God-ordained trial because you keep going through things that are the result of what you have sown. 
Come on. Notice James 1. We're going to get into the meat of it. It's going to seem somewhat like a Bible study. Because I'm not going to quote these scriptures we're going to go to. Is that all right? Is that all right? Y'all know we were going to them anyway, right? Even if you said, no, Pastor, that ain't not where we got to go. Notice James. Notice James. Notice James 1. Woo. And see, some of us, as you turn to James 1, we are still to the point to where people can tell when you're going through things. Do you know when you have a knowing of good in your spirit that there are times that you are going through a lot, but folk cannot even tell what you are actually going through? They don't even know. You know, you know the reason they can't detect it, the reason they can't see it on you, the reason they can't smell it on you, is because of that knowing of good. Woo! That is governing how, come on pastor, how you act. See, I let the good in my spirit govern me. So when my flesh said, don't smile, the good in my spirit says to me, you got to smile. You got to Come on, somebody. But some of us are still in that place to where it's easy to detect when you're going through something. Come on. I wonder how many brothers in here married men. You, you, you can tell when that woman of yours is going through something. I got, I got, I got one amen. The rest of the brothers are scared. They scared. There you go. I got another one. They didn't say that, but they just, they just did motion at me though. <laughs> come on. It, come on. Hold on. Some of us, we live with people, whether it be our children, our spouse, or what have you, our sibling. We know when it's not going their way. You know it. Some of you know it the moment they walk through the house. You know whether it has been a good day or a challenging day. Hey, hey, good to see you. What you want? What, what is it? I just stepped through the door. What is it? I mean, just give me time. I, I was just speaking. James 1. Folk come to church like that. Praise team, knowing that the praise team would be honest. There are some folk. I don't care what we sing. I don't care how good we minister that song. Some of you are just standing there like you're afraid the chair going to run away in front of you. You're just holding that chair down. Everybody's hands are lifted, they're waving, they're clapping, we're praising God. And you sitting there holding the chair down. Ain't smiled since you came in. Listen to me. The Lord's house. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. You know what that says about a child of God? Don't matter what we've been going through. David said, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. 
Why was David glad? I can get some help at the house. I can get some knowledge at the house. I'll get some healing at the house. I'll get some deliverance at the house. And if you know what you get it, when you get to the house, you're going to come in that house right. You're going to come through the old door giving God the glory, the honor, and all of it. Whoa, you ought to give him praise right now. You ought to give him praise, recognize you are in his house and you got a whole lot to be thankful for. I got a whole lot to be glad about. Everything didn't go the way I wanted to, but there's a whole lot going the way God told me it would go. Come on, somebody, you ought to get your hands out of your pocket and give him a praise. Give him a hallelujah. Oh, look how good he got us looking. Look how well he took care of us through COVID. Look how he brought us through a pandemic. Look what he did in the midst of a scandemic. Look how he blessed you. Look how he kept you strong. Come on. Come on and keep praising him. Keep praising him. Some of, some of you fell in the category of folk that, that you ain't supposed to be here right now. But look how God kept you. Be seated. Look how he kept you. Am I right? Some of you, your job played out. But your God didn't play out. He kept, he kept you living good even though people wanted to see you lose stuff. And there folks in here got their testimony that they'd been without work, but not without money. I'm just trying to give y'all an opportunity there to glorify him. Come on. Where we at? James 1? Lord, have mercy, I got to speed up. Time be going by. James 1. feel like I just started. <laughs> I'm telling you like I just started. James 1, verse 22. But be doers of the word. But be doers of the word and not heroes only, deceiving yourselves. See, note it. A hero only knows or has knowledge of. A hearer only has been made aware of. Do you see it? A hearer what? Only. It's a blessing to hear. But if I don't take it to the next level, I won't get what God got for me. Come on, somebody. Look at the word again. But be doers of the word. Notice this. And not 
hearers only, deceiving. Who? Yourself. Deceiving others. Deceiving myself. If I think that knowing is enough, I'm deceiving myself. I said, I'm deceiving myself. I got another one for you. If you think telling your neighbor is enough, you know, Pastor said, tell your neighbor. This my year. This my year. But see, if you don't leave the church house with a knowing in your spirit that is your year, can I preach it right? You can tell ten neighbors it's your year. You can tell everybody on your row it's your year. But it's not going to be your year. You are deceiving yourself. Because you have knowledge. You know what God is saying. But you are not living by what he is saying. See, to be a doer means, yes, I receive knowledge. But what I receive. This is so important. I started living by it. Do, 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 do y'all realize how that changes your mindset? No, I'm different. I'm living by what I'm getting. So I'm living by what I, I'm not just dancing about it, but I'm living by it. Look at Hosea. I told you going to be like a little Bible study for a minute now. Look at Hosea. Hosea right, right after the book of Daniel. Look at Hosea 4. Y'all know where I'm going. Hosea 4 and 6. Y'all better listen. Are y'all ready? I hear pages turning. Hosea 4 and 6. Hosea right before the book of Daniel. Right after the book of Daniel. Right after the book of Daniel. Hosea 4. Are y'all ready? And see, somebody, we, we, we really got to pay attention. Because I got to give you a compliment. But then I have to critique or criticize. Let, let me give you a compliment first. You're good at showing up to here. Come on. That's a good thing. You're good at showing up to here. I need you to show up here and do what was said. Then I know no matter what she goes through, it's well with her. It's well with her. Ain't that what, what uh, Elijah told the widow woman? When she was fearful in a famine and only had a little bit left and told the prophet, God had told her, you got to sustain the prophet. When the prophet got there, she said, look, me and my son about to eat this and die. But Elijah said, do not be afraid. He had to cast fear out of her. Why? She had received the word. But at the moment when it mattered, she wasn't going to live by it. 
Come on, somebody. Why was she not going to live by the word God had gave her? Because of what she allowed to get in her heart, that being fear. Elijah said, go and do as you said, but make me a small cake first. He wasn't, he wasn't being greedy. What he was telling that woman, do what God told you to do. Do what he told you to do. Did you hear what God said? Look, I heard him, but this is all we got. Luke 6 and 38, give. And it shall be given. Good, press, shaken, and running. See, when you start giving, and you start giving right, just look for it to come. Expect it to, to come. Come from where, pal? The north, south, the east, the west. Whoa, I'm trying to move on. Expect somebody to give into your bosom. I wish somebody say expect it. Come on, somebody shout expect it. But see, when you have the knowledge about giving, but you don't give, that's how you stay poor. That's how you stay in poverty. Where, where we at? Hosea? Lord have mercy. Four and six. I'm, 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 I'm excited. Hosea four and six. Notice what God says through the prophet. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Listen. Lack doesn't mean that they wanted it, but it wasn't there. Lack doesn't mean they desired it, but it wasn't coming. Mm-mm. Come on, I'm teaching good. My people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Now you're going to tell us why. Because you have rejected Knowledge. I also will reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Notice when they rejected it, I want us to notice that it came. They heard the word. They were in possession of knowledge, but did not live. That's what God means. When, when he said you rejected it, the church has to understand what's being said here. Because it's the same thing happening in our day and time. Nothing new under the sun. You heard my word. Think about some people who know Jesus is the Savior, that he died for our sins, that we don't have to go to a devil's hell Yet when you look at some of your kinfolk, they still not say, do they know? Yes, they know. Yes, they know. Can quote John 3.16, for God so loved the world. I want y'all to think about how many folk going to hell who can quote that scripture. But see, when God said, you rejected it, this is what we need to understand. What he was saying to his people was, you refuse to live by it. 
you refuse to allow my word to govern you. Do y'all see that? And as a result, they were destroyed. They perished. Listen, they was in ruin. They were living an unproductive, an unfruitful life. How many of you come to church and you receive knowledge, but you reject it in the sense that you don't live by it? And people you know, people you live with, excuse me, they know you don't live by it. Come on. You often have in church, listen, folk who be some of your biggest people as far as getting excited about the preaching, but don't live according to the preaching. Is not doing the word. Ooh, didn't know it was going to be this quiet. Look at Romans. Look at Romans. Therefore, God said, my people are what? Destroyed. Destroy it because you're not living according to what you know. Romans. I want to encourage some of my young adults. Look around sometime at older people who are not living according to what they know. And make a decision. I'm not going to be like Come on. Think about sometimes how we get a word. Something happens after we receive the word. And what happens, we don't even handle it based upon the word that we just got. We don't even do it. Why? Because the word that we had received is no longer in us. In us to the sense that we are living by it. You got to know how to come to church, get a word, and keep living by that word no matter what happens. No matter what happens. I'm just going to keep living by what God gave me. What did Jesus say? Man shall not live but by what? Every word. Living by what? Every word. That means you got to live by the correction the same way you live by the good prophecy. Look at Romans 10. You come to church, Romans 10, you come to church and God corrects you. If you live according to that correction, you do better. You don't do the same thing well, that got you in trouble with God. Come on, you have to let God know, look, I don't care what happens, Lord, I'm just going to live by what you've given me. And see, listen, we live in a time now where it's no way to be joyful and happy with all of the negative things that happen in this world from day to day. Unless you are a person who's living by something else. How many of you ever experienced that? Just, 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 just having to deal with people that you can tell one of their main problems is that they need to disconnect from this negative world. 
I know people who are constantly living off of negativity. They feed on negative things all day. It takes something in this world to truly possess, listen, true joy or true happiness. People going to ask you sometimes, you always why you why you always so happy? And here we go. I don't know. They basically asked for a sermon. Ain't no use in Suvall calling me, telling me don't preach. Look, I'm answering a question. Why are you always happy? Because of what I live by. What you mean what you live by? I live the word of God. Ain't no way they can get mad. You ask for this. You don't ever have the Monday blues? No, you know, I got something for the Monday blues. And I've been using it now for a couple of years. See, they thinking it's something they can get off Amazon. But you're going to straighten up and let them know. Ever since I made it my business to live by the word on Monday morning, Monday morning has been good for me. I'm just looking at folks. See, don't come here and try to pretend in front in front of us. Then get home all by yourself, and you're miserable. Mm-mm. Look at Romans ten. I'm teaching right. I'm teaching right, and it's good. And time is Romans ten fourteen. How then, y'all better listen. Romans ten fourteen. How then? Shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? This is what I want you to see. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? You can't believe it. You can't live by it until you hear it. Why do you get so excited right there? Because I just told you that what church you go to matters. What preacher you listen to matters. Well, I'm just going to listen to my cousin. He a preacher. Yeah, your cousin is a jackleg preacher. Your cousin is bootleg. Your cousin is counterfeit all day long. Come on. Oh, I ain't got time. To just be listening to anybody. Because who I listen to matters. Somebody got to give me something to live by. Woo! Look at it again. We got family and friends day next Sunday. You all to come. Hey, can't. Can't. What you mean you can't? I, I need something to live by. What I hear matters. I'm finna finish it. I got them where I want them, Brother Hardy. How then? You better listen to Paul. How then shall they call on him? 
in whom they have not believed. Somebody got to let you know the benefits of calling on him. That's the reason I teach you to pray every day. See, if you ain't praying every day, you ain't living by what I preach. And that's the reason you stay weak. That's the reason you stay depressed. Bible say that a man ought always to pray. I'm about to come in and not lose heart. That word has to do with faint, quitting, giving up. Whenever you feel like quitting and it's overwhelming you to quit, you ain't praying right. I'm going to say it to your face. I said you're not praying right. Nobody can pray the way he or she needs to pray and still feel like giving up. I've been through too many battles. I ain't preaching what I heard. I'm preaching what I know. I'm preaching what I live. How do I stay strong? My prayer life. Are we in the house? Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard, listen, or received knowledge of? This is the reason one psalmist says this. Listen, trying to get folk. Trying to give people knowledge about God. He said this right here. Oh, taste. And see that the Lord is what? Good. See, when the psalmist said that, he was inviting folk. Giving them knowledge about how good God is, but you ain't gonna know it unless you taste it or experience it for your mama told me he was good, but until somebody know what I'm talking about. Grandmama can tell you all day how good he is, but until you taste here, I'm about to come in. How should they believe? In him of whom they have not heard or been made aware of. Oh, Lord. Now the Bible finna tell y'all how important I am. Oh! Wow! I don't need a preacher. I don't need a pastor. Shut your mouth. Let the Bible talk. One of the most important people in your life is your preacher. Some of you didn't even move. Thank you for letting me know. I said one of the most important people in your life is not Patrick Mahone. It's not LeBron James. It's not Oprah Winfrey. It's not Denzel Washington. One of the most important people in your life. It's not your supervisor. It ain't your boss. You better shout the three people. It's my preacher. Come on and help me preach that to somebody. Tell two folks, I need my preacher. I need it. I'm looking for folk that ain't ashamed. 
I'm looking for folk that's not ashamed. I'm talking Bible. I need my preacher. I got to hear from my preacher. I know what the doctor said, but I got to hear what, what God is telling the preacher. And what he says to my preacher, I got to live by that. Come on, somebody. I got to walk that out. Tell your neighbor, don't just listen to your preacher. But walk it out. If you got room, just walk it out. Just a couple of steps. Just tell somebody, don't just hear your preacher. But walk it out. Oh, y'all didn't walk it out. Come on. Go to somebody and say, don't just listen to your preacher. But walk it out. Do I have any high steppers? Just walk it. Battling in your house, just walk it out. Be seated. I'm almost done. How shall they hear without a preacher? See, listen to me. He ain't talking about nobody that just gonna grab their ear, throw up their leg, and just start hollering. Ah! Come on, listen, cause they are preachers that grab their ear and holler, ah! and they ain't hollering about nothing. Come on, I ain't down in the holler cause I holler. But before I holler, I'm going to lay a foundation of what you need to walk out. Do you hear me? That's what's going to change some of y'all life. I know you. You out there. You out there. You let folk know in a minute. Look. You talk about my dog. You talk about the cat. But don't talk about my preacher. Don't talk about my pastor. Don't talk. Ooh, if we were back in the 90s, I'd say it like this. Homie, don't play that. Homie, don't play that. Go to Ephesians, I mean Hebrews 3. Don't get no sock and hit them, but just let them know, hey. If you're a woman, just say, hey. Homegirl, don't play that. People ought to know you like, man, don't talk about that girl, Pastor. And then you get ready for folk to say, see, y'all put that man up on a pedestal. No. I ain't putting the pastor on a pedestal. But I know his importance. How shall they believe? Without? You can't believe the way you need to believe. Without a preacher. Now who put that in order? God. Israel wasn't getting out of Egypt without Moses. I'm finna show you. Hebrews. Listen to me. That don't mean you call me every time something go wrong. Oh, that don't mean you want to meet with me every time something go wrong. Let, let me straighten one. 
Let me throw it out there while I'm real, bro. For it. You don't meet with me about what I just preached about. Well, Pastor, I just wanted to see you. Oh, because I'm going through something and I want to know how to come out. What? My message was how to come out. I preached an hour and a half about how to come out. And then you schedule a meeting about how to come out. Come on. Don't do that. Look, you know, I say, don't do that. Unless you're a new member. Come on. Hebrews 3. I'm going to meet with a new member. And I'm going to act like it didn't bother me that they wanted to meet with me. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to hide it. And I said, Pastor, we just had, oh, yeah, hey, I understand. But, but, but some, some big grown thing. We being led by the Spirit of God. Don't just sit at the house and your pain level on 10 with what you're going through in your body. And you just sitting there seeing the graveyard. See, it's at that moment, yeah, you're going through it. But you have to be led by the Spirit of God. You have to ask the Holy Spirit, what can I do to ease this pain? Holy Spirit will tell you, Sister Kian, go eat two pieces of loaf of bread. And see, and see, if you ain't if you ain't careful, you 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 will get your little tablet out, or you will get your phone out, and 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 say what what just Google what what do bread do for pain? <laughs> you keep scrolling. What do bread do? Bread don't do nothing for pain. Oh, that's what Google said. The Holy Spirit said bread will do something for pain today. to do Holy Spirit but this knee doesn't want to do the work that needs to be done how Holy Spirit do I get the knee to act right come on somebody see that's living by what you get Hebrews 3 coming in good God Almighty coming in Hebrews 3 Verse 16. Y'all still here, ain't you? Y'all just got real quiet on me then. Hebrews 3 and 16. Woo! For who? For who? For who? For who? Having heard. Having what? Having what? What I've been teaching I'm on. Having heard means having knowledge of. Being aware of. You hear? Try not to look mean. <laughs> yeah. For who, having heard, having knowledge of, 
being aware of, notice what they did, rebelled. What did they do? When they rebelled, did it take away them having heard? No. Tell you, when you don't do right, when you don't act right, it don't take away that you heard. Husband, when you go home and you don't love your wife as Christ loved the church, you are not a real head. You are not a real head. You are a sorry man in church. I'm going to teach it like the Holy Spirit giving it to me. I don't care if a brother get mad. You are misrepresenting us as brothering. I should be able to go to your wife and say, hey, how does brother so-and-so treat you? And you shouldn't be afraid. And you shouldn't be over there looking at it like, I dare you to tell him the truth. <laughs> Pastor, he's mean. He's uncaring. He's selfish, Pastor. I asked for a simple kiss, and he frowned. See, then I'm going to look at you, brother, like, man, misrepresenting us. Because you have heard. Whoa! I'm just setting it up for Valentine. Ooh, baby, I want you. Come get me. Need no brother. Hey, get me. You're misrepresenting us. <laughs> Woo, quiet here, pin drop. Here's the thing online, folk. A lot of married folk in here. Brothers ain't loving right. Woo, we need to marry someone all right up church. Brothers ain't loving them, right. How do a man be romantic? Stop Googling, brother. Holy Spirit! Give me a palm. Holy Spirit! Show me how to swipe her off her feet. Give me something to say. Gonna cause her to break out in a sweat. There ain't brother back there looking, I don't want it, Pastor. I'm trying to move on. And a few women looking at the brother like, don't you, don't you do that, don't you do that. <laughs> Hebrews 3.16, for who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by who? Moses. Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, who corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not obey or they could not enter in because of what? Unbelief. Remember, they heard. 
they had knowledge of. They was made aware of God's rest, but didn't live by the knowledge. Listen, and God was angry with them. Tell somebody, when God gives you knowledge, or gives you a knowing, and you don't live by it, He's angry with you. That's the reason he says in Romans 8 and 28, and we know. Going through trials, but he expects me to live according to what I know. Facing setbacks, but he expects me to live according to what I know. And then he tells me, and if you live according to what you know. Do you know? Pastor Cochran, what am I going to do? I know, Lord. Live by what you know. If you live by what you know, I'll bring good out of what you're going through. Listen, listen. I'm close. He did it for Daniel. Daniel lived, even after folk tried to set him up. He kept living by what he knew. What did Daniel know? Just trust God. The Hebrew boys bowed to this golden statue or we going to burn you up. They just kept living by what they knew. Job just kept living by what he knew. That woman with the issue of blood Bleeding 12 years. Spent all she had on doctors and was no better. Some of y'all read me to quit. But worse. Hold on. When she heard about Jesus. When she came into the knowledge. Or was made aware about Jesus. She did something. With that knowledge. She went and found Jesus. She walked it out. Come on. Get to where he at. Let me show you how the text works. All things work together for the good to those who. What? All things work together for the good. All things work together for the good. When she heard about Jesus. She got a knowing of good in her spirit. And this is what she said. He ain't got to meet with me. He ain't got to lay hands on me. He ain't got to put oil on me. Deacon Hill, I so got a knowing that I'm going to get healed, that I'm going to get better. All I got to do is touch him. And the blood going to dry up or cease. I'm done after this point. But ain't it just like God to test our knowing? Tell your neighbor, your, your knowing will be put to the test. Do you know? Yeah, I know power. Do you know? I know power. Do you know? I know power. Your knowing going to be put to the test. She get to where he is. But take, you would think, with a knowing like that, 
It's a she gonna find Jesus just sitting somewhere all by herself. Wasn't the case. She gets there and they all crowded around him, touching him and all of that. She's been bleeding for twelve years. You know the woman weak in her body. Her knowing of good is being put to the test. But she said, I gotta make my way through this crowd. And she touches him and she gets healed. Do you know? Do you know? I'm done. Come on. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.